So the next thing is enterprise SEO adoption. You said like things you found that um, make an impact on a large company and IBM is a super large company. So what are those things, I guess? Yeah, and you know, over the time that I've been in IBM, it's, it's crazy how much it's changed because we started out with like a really small SEO team. You know, we weren't really engaged with a lot of teams. Uh, we had like different people assigned to different business units, but over time we've kind of uh, ingrained ourselves in the entire process of things like content creation. Um, so one of the, the main things that I found that really helped was starting out, just setting up like basic governance uh, for things like URL structures. So one of the things I did was I wrote out just URL standards and CMS standards by page type. So I did a review of all of IBM's content, kind of like categorized it into different types of content and then came up with like ideal URL structures uh, and kind of like the SEO rules in which things we think, you know, by page type we need to be reviewing. So obviously things like commercial pages uh, where we're targeting like unbranded commercial content are you know some of the most important pages for SEO, uh, you know, unbranded content where you're trying to sell things. So we wanted to make sure that um, you know we start following standardized processes for making that content and making sure SEO was involved in it. Um, so governance is is a huge thing. Just creating some standards around. And so let's yeah. say you created a standard, um, but obviously historically the standard wasn't practiced. Do you go back and change URL structures just to make sure it's in a certain standard that you want it? Or do you say, you know what, it's not worth changing the URL structure because it's fine, it's being indexed? Yeah, so that's something you know that every company will have to figure out based on their situation. Uh, usually it comes more into place when people are making new content. Right. So we say, whenever you're making new content, start following these rules. Uh, as you do things like migrations, it gives you like a very clear blueprint and it also makes the process much more smooth when people are trying to figure out, okay, I have making this type of page, where do I put it? Right. Uh, you have a reference sheet that says, you know, this is the type of content you're creating, this is where you put it. And then it's easier for our team to find the pages and figure out like, okay, I'm trying to link to a learn page about this topic, this is where the page is. And how many CMS platforms do you guys use? Or it's pretty, it's pretty unified now. Uh, yeah, we're we're definitely unifying it. There's, uh, I mean, we're doing a migration, but uh, so we're trying to get everything into one CMS. But there's teams that you know do HTML coded pages in the past, and you know we're still cleaning stuff up. We probably have like that, five thousand different WordPress instances oh yeah, WordPress, out there. Drupal, ADM, yeah, all kind of stuff. Oh, any Wix? I'm just <laughs> no, not yet. Um, but I I think IBM has their own CMS platform. They probably sell. From what I remember, I'm not sure if it's still being used. Do you guys? Am I making that up? I don't think so. You don't have some proprietary like CMS that you've been selling for years. Maybe back in the day they had but that had the like session that, IDs but... for URL structures. One <laughs> of those old CMSs that you hit it, create a page, and that page would automatically create some type of new URL for every single time somebody clicked on it, like using session IDs. That's way before your time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there yeah. there have definitely been teams that like made their own. Interesting. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, so it's basically about making these standards and blueprints that people go ahead and when you're creating content, that content created in a certain structure that can make it easier in the future for SEO as well as people who are just creating the content. And a lot of work goes into that and the training as well, or? Yeah, yeah, so 
you know, generally once you start making something like that that's useful, the first step is just making it and then trying to get people to adopt it. Um, so, yeah, just getting in front of like IA teams or uh, content creation teams and selling the benefits of, uh, you know, actually organizing content on your website into an IA that makes sense. Is there a lot of pushback on that or it's just like they forget or? Yeah, yeah, it definitely takes time and you have to have, you know, leadership help to get things moving. But uh, once you do, it can be very beneficial. Another thing that I think is really important is getting involved in templates. Uh, so making sure that uh, you know, when you identify different types of pages by user intent, which, you know, that itself a lot of companies don't do. They just you know, make pages, right. but actually saying, you know, these are the different types of pages that are going after different intents and then creating template standards for how you should make those types of pages um, can be huge because then you can um, have like mandatory sections for linking to, you know, certain types of pages on in the content. Right. Um, so it can, you know, just that alone can improve linking across the entire right. website if people start following standards for linking to something in a specific place. Right, yeah. I can hear that because if you have so many different writers and they're all writing in their own style, and then some of them are linking, some of them are using funny language, some of them using, I mean, you create this template saying this content goes here, these types of links go in this box, maybe even some like automated tools that say, hey, this word on this page is a product we sell here. You should hyperlink it to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe there's some type of like Chrome extension or something that you guys built that maybe looks through that content that's being written and saying, whoa, this is something you should link to over here or something you should reference based on the data we have over there. Um, that'd be cool. I mean, I'm sure there's tools out there that do a lot of that right now, but. Yeah, you, one yeah. of the things I actually use Airtable for, so any, anytime we make a new like commercial focus page, I'll add it into our topic taxonomy. So it'll say, basically what I'm doing is tagging, okay, this topic should be a child of you know this topic and this topic, like say you have a cloud security page, right. if you have a cloud section and a security section, you tag both of those as parents, right. which is basically what a polyhierarchy is. You know, a standard hierarchy in most uh, like taxonomy systems is just where you have like, this topic has these children and this other topic has these children, but polyhierarchy, uh, you know, a child can go under multiple parents. So some CMS systems support it, some don't, but uh, you know, if you, if companies have the development resources, it can be very beneficial to set up like a polyhierarchy system uh, within the CMS itself. So it's basically checking off multiple topics that it belongs to when you're writing the category? When so you're writing the content, I'm sorry? So not only, so in one sense, you can, you know, you can, uh, usually it, it's more used in e-commerce, uh, what you're talking about when you're, you just like make a product then you tag multiple categories. Right. That's more like tagging. What I'm talking about is when you set up an actual taxonomy. Um, so you know the options you're choosing uh, for tagging a page by. Uh, usually they're structured in like a parent-child relationship. Right. So, like the example I was saying before, like you have a parent topic cloud and a child topic security. Right. Uh, so within the actual relationship between the topics, setting it up so that one topic is automatically a child of both. Um, parents. So that way, you know, you don't have to tag. When you're tagging a page, you don't have to tag multiple So what's that shown on the front end? I mean, it would just be like a box related to these topics or I'm thinking like maybe 
next step. I don't know, maybe it's there, but you basically, as the person's typing, you read the content. Maybe they check off some categories, you know, cloud, security, and based off of that, it kind of says, all right, we're going to look for content in the, in the piece of content that they're writing and saying these are pages that also wrote about this specific keyword within that topic, hyperlink yeah. and stuff. So the idea is if you have a cloud security page, you tag it with the cloud security topic, yeah. and then it would automatically show up under, uh, it would be linked to from the cloud page and the security page, because that right. topic itself is set as a child of both. Right, I get that, yeah. yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. And so it could... can help like automate linking, which you know, anytime you can automate linking on your website, that's gonna have a huge improvement for internal linking. Especially for yeah. sites as large as IBM, for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm just thinking in the next level, like building some type of tool that watches as you type and says, all right, we got this covered over here. Oh yeah, like NLU suggestions for yeah. different that'd, that'd topics. Cool. And, and it can like pull that. from your table stuff probably pretty yeah. well. Anyway, cool. Um, and that's the, that's the topic you're talking about. That's your third topic, which was about SEO-driven taxonomy. That's what you just covered just now, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So setting up uh, like a topic taxonomy that uh, you know, that lets you um, support like all of these automated linking things because you know once you have uh, all of these topic relations set up, you can do a lot of automation within your CMS that you wouldn't be able to otherwise. Like if you have all of the topics um, or all of the pages within a certain uh, topic tag, you can automatically link them to, like have sections in the template where they'll link to each other. Or you can have a section in the template where it'll automatically link to all the children of the topic of that page. Right. So, you know, you can really take a lot of the manual work out of, uh, like, SEO, uh, like, reviews and things like that. And it also lets you do uh, just, like, reviews of linking on your website. So one of the things I store is internal links because mm -hmm. uh, I basically, in Airtable, I... I did like a Python script that'll crawl the website and you know, on a certain basis, it'll pull in metadata and linking data into Airtable itself. Um, and it uses, uh, you know, linking relationships between page. You can even do lookups like through the linking data itself. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that way you can say, okay, this page should be linking to, to um, you know, these other solution pages based on the topical relationships we set up. And then you can actually automatically check whether or not it's linking to the pages it should be. So, And are you able to figure out, based off of the number of internal links to certain pages, and maybe pulling in Google Search Console data, like, does it make a difference? Obviously, every keyword is different, every keyword phrase is different, and the competitive nature of each, each word is different. But it would be cool to maybe see, like, rankings go up with, you hit this amount of links. I don't think it works that way. It's not that linear. But Yeah, it's, it's definitely not that linear, but... Yeah, I mean, definitely as you... Because you have to prove this stuff. Like, you have bosses and they have bosses. Yeah, yeah. And you got to prove your worth and say, you know, are, you know, I should have a salary tomorrow because the stuff yeah. I'm doing actually has a return on investment. And how do you prove... I'm curious. How do you prove that? Or it's not it's your boss's responsibility, not yours? Yeah, I mean, that, that goes back to SEO reporting. So making sure that you're tracking keywords for all of your pages and that you're tracking performance and showing, uh, like, historical data over time. So one thing I did was... You know, I manage all the keywords in Airtable, but I set up like automation so that it'll automatically upload all of the keywords and pages we've assigned to those keywords um, to our rank tracker. So it, it's not something where we have to manually go into our rank tracker and update keywords and pages and things like that as they change. You know, it'll 
it, it's automatically synced together. So that's another kind of benefit that we've seen. Um, and the other thing is it, it lets us uh, like create custom dimensions that a lot of the business units care about. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, if you work in an enterprise setting, uh, you know, there's always going to be initiatives or things where, you know, we want to improve these certain pages or this offering. Right. So that lets us like go in and create uh, like custom dimensions for those different groups and like dynamically create SEO reporting based off of that. Right. That's because good. it's like a relational database that you can kind of do any type of reporting based on uh, different page types or whatever type of data you're storing. So, so, so the SEO team, I guess, is a standalone team, but you work with so many different party business units within IBM. Yeah, there's a lot of cross-functional teams too. Uh, like there's, you know, marketing teams, there's product-focused teams that are working on certain product groups. So we make sure we embed SEO focals into all of those different groups so that, you know, they have someone to talk to when they're you know, optimizing pages or figuring out, you know, how to plan their new product launch or things like that. Right, because I mean, I guess technically you guys aren't actually implementing any of the front end stuff. It's not like you're writing the content. It's not like you are changing the CMS directly, right? You're just saying, you're giving recommendations to the teams to say, hey, developers, we need to change your CMS to do this. Hey, content writers, this is the template you should be using for this. This is the template you mm -hmm. should be using that. Here's an idea on how to integrate um, internal linking through this you know, text taxonomy type of solution and this is how you should implement it and you're telling the developers to do that and some will be like no I'm not doing it or they'll just be like we'll add it to the queue and we'll get to what we can or how does that work how do you get them to do what you need to do yeah so it comes down to process making sure that you have uh, the SEO team integrated into uh, like the page creation process okay and yeah a lot of times you do need executive support for that uh, but and it's it's taken a while for us to get there. But it's uh, yeah, you just need to make sure that um, you know you're presenting your case to upper management and that um, you're integrating people into teams that are creating content and making sure there's always a step where SEO reviews and approves content. Uh, you know, we have a an IA team as well that. Uh, that manages a lot of taxonomy and templates and things like that. So we have SEO focals working with them. Can you tell me how big the SEO team is now, approximately? Uh, I think it's around 10 people. Uh, okay, yeah. so I think that's significantly bigger than last time I spoke to somebody there. Yeah. Which is probably closer to five people maybe several years ago. And maybe? we also work with an agency, so it includes like some of those people. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. And um, you guys are from all, you're in different locations, all of you, I assume. Yeah, mainly in... Yeah, like New York and Raleigh and Austin. It's like the three uh, areas we work out of. Cool. Uh, and how often did you use to fight with Patrick? <laughs> uh, we, I don't think we fought a lot, uh, but yeah, we've, yeah, guy. I think he was actually the one who interviewed me when I worked oh, yeah? at my old job, but uh, yeah, we go way back. So he's a, he's a fun guy from what I remember. Mm -hmm. I haven't spoke to him in probably a while. He speak at all the conferences. So yeah, yeah. You don't speak much, right? Or do you? No, not anymore. I, yeah, I should probably do that. But. You probably should, yeah. <laughs> Cool. Um, and could you tell me who's leading? Wasn't like Keith good? Did he leave? So he was on our team as well. Ellen Mamadov is the uh, the SEO lead. Okay. Right okay. All right. Yeah. And you guys are hiring, or you don't know? I don't think we're hiring right now. Okay. I'm just curious. So you guys get on SEO calls like often, and you discuss this is the game plan for today, or how's that work? I'm just so yeah. Fascinated. Yeah. So we have uh, like team meetings. So 
uh, our team is, you know, works with a lot of different groups and we're kind of structured into like a few different teams. Like we have uh, like one team that's more focused on like fixing technical issues across the site. We have locals who, you know, work with different product teams and are, you know, day to day uh, working with that group to optimize all their pages and plan out content plans and things like that. Uh, and those are kind of the two main teams. Thanks for coming. Um, how can people learn more about you, follow you and learn more, you know, just basically contact you with any questions they might have. Yeah. So I'm on Twitter. You can follow me uh, at James F. Pate. Cool. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks.